check, yo. <laughs> we still here? Still going strong, yeah? <laughs> Are you down with Zuby? Yeah. I will not go pop, I will not go stop. When I say no means no. This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop. When I say flow mean flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance uh, this is perseverance I've been on the rhyme since I made a first appearance I've been on the grind, never waited for the clearance Life is all the time, so I'm gonna live it fearless Yeah, and people gonna hear this Made a little name with a vision and coherence Never been a lame, now I'm closer to a genius Knowledge in my brain, chalk it up to the experience Still I'm not rich, but at least I ain't broke Never sell dreams, cause I'd rather sell hope People so lost in the mirrors and the smoke Think I'd be a real bloke if I said I sold dope But my fans will tell you that I'm awesome Awesome I started selling and they bought them I told them get them and I got them So if you want dope bars, that's not a problem It's time to put the needles on the wax Rock hard like I got the Beatles in the back Go soft, make an easy living off the map Or I can go hard like a freaking cheetah on the track I'm grinding from a zero to a stack And I'm talking about the Nero getting jacked If Wakanda needs a new king I'ma go hard to be the leader of the pack A needle in a stack and I'm feeling to attack Not a baller, no T'Challa, but a hero and I'm black I'm an eagle to a rat, rebel demon on a track I'm a scholar and a brawler, you don't feel it if you're whack You're always talking evil in your rap And I'm trying to put my meanings on the map I gave you 12 rules for life and kept my room clean I'm the Jordan Peterson of rap I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow means flow this is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop. I will not go soft. When I say no means no. This is true hip hop. I do not flip flop. When I say flow means flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. And I believe what I prophesize. So I don't apologize. Unless I do wrong, I don't bow to the mob, I don't live to antagonize But they say I'm too outspoken They wonder if I'm joking Look, a little bit is chess, but I say what I feel, man I'm real and I'm open Trust in God, but I live in the physical Selfish thoughts, but I give in the lyrical Thought cops hot, want my speech to be criminal Lies get fought when I speak the political I am not left wing, I am not right wing I just know all these things I know Yeah you cannot label me, you can't put shame on me When I say go means go Fresh, I step into the premises Kick dope rhymes and they love how I'm expressing it Hop online and reply to all the messages Gotta spend time and I'm grateful that you cherish it Don't talk crap, no I'd rather be irrelevant Can't play dumb, people know that I'm intelligent See me up late night, big beard, let him in Twelve years deep, now I'm flowing like a veteran Dudes show love, now I'm moving up in eminence Girls show love, cause they're feeling all the pleasantness Got huge dreams, I can never be a pessimist Too much love, I can never be a feminist Girl, stop looking all incredible I am not a bad man, I am not your nemesis Always had a mega drive, take it back to Genesis Worked so hard, time to reap a couple benefits I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no this is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow me flow This is perseverance This is 
perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike how you doing buddy good okay cohen i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom oh i was gonna say how you were a bisexual i was lit like as god I as you were saying I was it gonna say. i'm like how did you forget bisexual northerner northerner yeah wow. God. Hey, everybody. For Spike, do you want to just do you want to just redo this the entire show? Roll it over again, yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) We are traversing the muddy waters of freedom. Um, (laughs) Totally forgot where I was on that. I got so mad at myself about forgetting the nickname I was going to give you. Uh, First and foremost, allow me to thank the fine people at stateside cava for the cava that i drink on this and every episode of the muddied waters of freedom and allow me to thank nestle for this french water that i drink whenever i'm in canada ulovanaka ulovanaka it's funny because none of the canadian stereotypes work here where i live our suburb of I'm the most Canadian person. Well, I guess my wife is the most Canadian person. Everyone else just got here. Um, they're all like professionals from India and Bangladesh and China and Korea. And uh, no one actually sounds Canadian in Toronto anymore. <laughs> except for my That's wife. Like, nobody sounds Southern in Florida. Yes. Y- yes. So the same way that... The, that well specific people have taken over florida uh from the south um the, well the the, the the northerners of a certain the type northerners. the bisexual northerners have taken over um that's that's the new like nazi catchphrase for jews is bisexual northerners you know um but uh the bisexual northerners uh but uh yeah no they our bisexual nor- northerners are all from uh the far east Mm. <laughs> not sure yeah. not sure if that would qualify um no idea so hats off to spike for figuring out that uh i put in a fake news story this week i didn't put in a fake news story sierra who also gave me this delicious cava, uh put in a fake news story and uh good try though good try good try a- everybody it was a good try uh <laughs> It just really wouldn't have made sense in that piece. <laughs> no, but if you could get me to read it, then it's like, oh, ha, ha. But no, no, not this time. Not this, not this time. time. Not today, Sierra. Not not today. Maybe 
Probably next week. By next week, you can probably get me. But no, you can't add a dog story to the thing about <laughs> the thing that we're going to talk about. Speaking of which. Speaking of. Speaking of. Well, we're not there yet. But. Speaking of Trump. I've got nothing. So this this episode is going to have our most common elements in them. Rape. <laughs> which we are against. We are strong. We are strong. Yeah, we may as well just say this one right out the gate. This one right off the gate. Let's just go ahead and, and nail down two things that we always hit every episode. I am an anarchist. 10 minutes, 19 seconds. And That's we at Muddy Waters meet. What's that? It was a four minute song. It happened when it happened. And we here at Muddy Waters Media are strongly, strongly against rape. Yes. Which is why we talk about it as often as we do, because we're like really strongly against it. We do not like rape. Like don't just want to remind everybody on a regular basis that uh, we're really against. Yeah. Don't, don't bring rape. Don't bring rape around here. Okay guys. So speaking of rape, uh, so (laughs) a writer by the name of E Gene, John Carroll, I think it's Gene, the famous E Gene or John Carroll that we all know and love from her hit, Blockbuster. So she was, she was like a, uh, I'm trying to think of you know, one of the advice columnists where you, you'd be like, ask, I'm trying to think of what that really famous advice column. Oh, like was. Uh, dear, um, dear Abby. Yeah. She was yeah. like a dear Abby. Okay. And yeah. So she was like a dear Abby, uh, in New York, uh, back in the nineties, um, feminist, dear abby and she had a column called ask gene or ask e gene or something okay and she uh wrote a new book that she is out there pushing and publishing and the name of this book is most hideous men of my life list which that's just wordy anyway but it keeps going on a <laughs> list of the 21 most revolting scoundrels i have ever met that's also the forward and the prologue and the prologue <laughs> chapter one right read the it's front pretty much the entire book um and in it she uh recounts a tale of meeting donald trump outside of a new york building and uh she's going on uh she tells about how she he's like hey you're gene carroll the from ask gene or whatever the name of her column is mm-hmm. and she said she's like yeah i am you're donald J. Trump. I don't know. She said the Jack. Just <laughs> <laughs> using each other's uh, full, yeah, using full, 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 full name. Are you right. E. Jean Carroll? Why? Yes, I am. Are you Donald J. Trump? I, I am indeed. Here in the year of 1992. Um... Oh, yeah. Our friend come back. I can't believe Donald Trump just raped. Donald J. Trump just raped yeah. E. Jean Carroll in 1992. Right. Uh, and he said that uh, he was going to be going out and looking for... Uh, gifts for his wife got her to come along to help him okay they uh somehow ended up at a lingerie store where they both ended up in a dressing room where they both ended up in a dressing room together and that is where he forced himself upon her now i want to point out well first of all uh let's point out a few inaccuracies of this entire story one I think it was 1992. 
I know it, it was the 90s. So we can roughly say that this happened before my last four exes were born. And I'm wondering why she had waited, you know, same thing. And I'm not saying that that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form. But you would right. think that maybe in 2016, when this man was running for president, you would have brought it to light. One would think. Not when he was going for re-election. Um, also, uh, you've just met this man, Donald J. Trump. And from what I remember hearing, because I definitely wasn't old enough to know this. Donald J. Trump was not really all that well-liked in the early 90s. It That's what I heard, too, from my great-grandparents. Right. It wasn't, until, it wasn't until, you know, he got The Apprentice that he started coming back as, like, and he wasn't well-liked then, but at least yeah. he was, like, a pop icon. Right, 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 right. So before that, when he was, you know, the the real estate tycoon who declared bankruptcy five times or whatever it was. Uh, you know, he was just kind of the, the, what we all know Donald Trump to be today. He was this loud, obnoxious, uh, condescending person who was out there thinking he knew better than everybody else. And so, all right, you just met this billionaire, even though at the time probably wasn't a billionaire, probably a hundred millionaire. And uh, you probably didn't like him anyway because of all of the things that I just said. And you say, yes, I'm going to go on this date or go help him pick out something for his wife. And you're a feminist. And you're a feminist. So you're and a feminist. You a lingerie shop with him. And then you go into the dressing room, the fitting room or whatever they call it. I've never been in one of those um but the fitting room that they have at like a victoria's secret or some higher end place if there is a higher end place than victoria's secret uh again never had to go to one and uh you end up in the dressing room with them and that is where this happened and any dressing like any like time that i'm like oh, okay i should probably try on this pair of skinny jeans before i walk out in public with them um yeah i wear skinny jeans and uh and and vape and vape you vape in your skinny not in san francisco anymore apparently um but uh yeah san francisco banned vaping really yeah um so anytime i've been in there say something was bad was happening in one of the dressing rooms everybody's gonna hear it right so there's some holes in this story. I, I'm 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 really hung up. I didn't get that far, but you're correct. I'm hung up on. Hi, Donald Trump. Let's go to a dressing room together, right. or even, hi, I'm Donald Trump. Say, want to go to a dressing room together? I. I I don't I don't I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, and in an interview. She said, she admittedly said that uh, she did not think that her accusation against the president of the United States about sexual assault or rape would have gotten the attention that it did. Why? That wasn't in the articles that I read. (laughs) But that's 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 an open question to anyone who wants to answer. Why would you? Why would you not think that that? Why would is you what not think going that? to happen? 
because I feel as though that is exactly what you thought was going to happen and that uh, you uh, that's why you put it in the book because you wanted to sell copies of your book yeah I so again we are against rape we are against rape we're against rape rape is bad and if he did rape her that was bad and we're not saying we know for certain that she was not raped this is there's a, some there are layers to why this story has issues. This is a story that is really really believable if you irrationally hate Donald Trump. Yes. Or rationally hate Donald Trump. Either way. Either way. But it's not a good story if you're thinking like with some discernment as to whether a story sounds right or not. So, yeah, not I'm I wish I wish you're the best. Not really, not really buying it. Uh, but I'll tell you something. Speaking of rape, Donald Trump continues to rape the border with Mexico. Oh, you're not even going to do the Trump, Trump denial. Oh yeah. Okay. Where I put in parentheses, yeah. spike a Trump voice. So, oh god, <laughs> my Trump is terrible. She, he said. It's it's so bad. Come he on. said. He said. He said. I'll say it with great respect. Number one, she's not my type. Number two, it never happened. It never happened. Okay. See, my, my my Donald Trump. That's Michael Cohen. <laughs> That's what I'm. Yeah, I know. It's much better, Michael Cohen. Terrible Donald Trump. Uh, if I added a lisp, it would be a perfect Michael Cohen. Um, right. But yeah, I, I. He said he's not. She's not his type. No offense. Great respect. Not his type. And I, we don't have a picture. I kind of believe him. Yeah, we don't have a picture. We probably should have gotten a picture. We're working on getting the overlays kind of settled in and figuring out how to use them properly. Now would have been a good time. This would have been a great time for an overlay. We have other overlays. This was not one of them. I believe that uh, at the time he was married to Marla Maples. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't know who that is, from what I understand, back in the 90s, Marla Maples was very attractive. Was very attractive. She was sort of like the Melania Trump of today. Right. Um, yeah. She. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it. It could be. It could be true. But again, how on earth could he have time to rape E. John Jean Carroll in the 1990s when he's too busy raping the Mexican border? I'm sticking with that segue. Uh, so some new developments at the Mexican border. The Mexican government is deploying uh, 15,000 troops to the border because apparently only Mexico can solve the border crisis. Only the government of Mexico has the power this is, um, to stop it. This is actually in response allegedly uh this is in response to the uh, trade war that donald trump was gonna uh start that he ended up canceling when they right. came to some um and allegedly part of that agreement was that they were going to be sending eight thousand troops to the border on the southern side of mexico to keep people from just wandering into mexico and uh they didn't know how many troops were going to be sent uh to the northern uh border if any and they ended up sending fifteen thousand troops to the northern border uh, so that way, 
the tariffs on avocados and Corona and tequila would not be go up by 25 to 50 to 75%. And, and, and the and the 50% of American goods that are made with at least one Mexican component in them. But yes, right. also the avocados and, and Corona, um, which are both sizable industries. Um, very, very large so there's some, I know there's some dispute as to whether they had already agreed to do this and right before it was to be implemented and announced, Trump did this, I'm going to tariff you and then called it off to try to make it sound like he was being a tough guy. Regardless, this thing is happening. Uh, and so we'll see how that plays out. But um, so this is a quote from the, and it says right here that Matt's going to do his best defense minister, Luis Crescencio Sandoval impersonation in giving this quote. Amazingly, he sounds a lot like me. So (laughs) given that undocumented migration is not a crime, but rather an administrative violation, we simply detain them and turn them over to the authorities at Mexico's National Migration Institute. Wow. That's uncanny how much the Mexican defense minister. The the only thing is he said that in Spanish. And uh, but with your exact accent and intonation, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mexico has now done more for uh, helping out illegal immigration in America than Congress or Trump at this point, honestly, or anyone at this point, because they, again, hold the special key to stopping people from crossing the magic line. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. History shows us that the war on people is moving across the line is roughly as uh, accomplishes about as much as it's roughly as successful as the war on drugs or the war on terrorism in that it created more of those things. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, on the border, also on the border, we have a bit of a, 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 a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. What did what did you say? Kerfuffle. Did you say kerfuffle? I said kerfuffle. Oh wow! So we had a bit of a kerfuffle, and uh, as to whether or not the camps, if you will, uh, on the border are concentration camps or not. So uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Uh, she said the United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps, and if that doesn't bother you, she said, and then she threw up her hands. If that doesn't bother you... Yep. She she kind of did the... She kind of did the emoji where... I, I'm trying to get enough in frame here to do the emoji where... Does the... Does the... You know, just the... I don't know emoji. Um, comparing the camps to concentration camps. Now, immediately, Spike's leaders. <laughs> the leaders of Spike. The leaders of Spike. Um, the leaders of Spike, World War II and Holocaust survivors, and uh, the federally funded Holocaust Museum all denounced her remarks. Right. Uh, saying that they uh, were uh, vacant and forgetting uh, what most people would like to call history. Right. Um, but she did have a defender. He did have a defender. 
Jacob LaBelle in the comments says, Iran raped me too. We'll talk about that later. Um, We're going to get into Iran raping Jacob uh, very shortly, I promise you. Uh, But one of my favorite people in Congress, Ilhan Omar, my Muslim Shade, had this to weigh in about uh, the kerfuffle. There are camps and people are being concentrated. This is very simple. I don't even know why this is a controversial thing for her to say. She is beautiful. <laughs> I just... I don't, so know t- I don't know what to tell you. I just... A camp where people are concentrated, where there's a concentration of people. Of people. In an encampment is all that it takes to be qualified to call something a concentration camp. I'm just watching her again. Like I, <laughs> you tell him, you tell him, hon. What are we talking about? What are we... uh, we're talk- concentration camps. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, what, where's that? <laughs> so, uh, so, Okay. I am, as the notes say, a bit Jewy. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a Jew, but I am Jewish. Um, so, for those who don't know, I am against uh, uh, federal border controls. Uh, I think that the first hundred years of the U.S. had open borders to uh, open borders to migration, unlimited and unrestricted migration. And as long as there's not a welfare state, that's fine. And that means we should get rid of the welfare state, not just for the tens of thousands of illegals or tens of thousands of, of immigrants that come to the country every year, but also for the millions of Americans that are born every year. And most of them end up on welfare. We should end it for them as well. Um, while I'm talking, I just, I'm just gonna. Just, there are camps. And- well, no, I don't, I don't need to hear you. There are camps. Gonna, no, I just wanna. There we go. Uh, so, Hun, the problem here is that. Okay, so. Can you find a a a dictionary, strict definition of concentration camp, that would meet the criteria of what? is being done at the border maybe yeah maybe it is we are often told by people on the left that you can't simply use literal definitions of things you have to weigh you have to see the the historical uh uh, uh implication about such things like you know that's why they say it's insensitive to say that all lives matter because you're not looking at the context of why people are saying black lives matter. And, the, 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 or, you know, you can't have a street pride parade because, you know, you're not understanding the context behind why there's even a gay pride parade in the first place. OK, concentration camps. <laughs> Elicit a specific thought in most people, and it, it isn't a admittedly uh, 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 inhumane and, 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 and draconian way of dealing with immigration. Concentration camps, when people talk about them, are referring to a period in history where over 10 million people, because we talk about the 6 million Jews, the 6 gorillion, but we also, there were millions of other non-Jews as well who were rounded up and systematically liquidated like they were like 
lab rats or something. Like they were just they were they didn't need them anymore. They used them for work and then they killed them. Uh, these people are not being forced to labor. Um, they can actually leave at any time. Uh, if I if I understand correctly, they can say, oh, okay, no, we don't want to be in the U.S. and they can leave. Again, I don't agree with this. I'm not defending this practice. And it's and it's sad that we're even having that w- that there's a a policy in place with the government that's so rough and draconian in nature that there's even any mild resemblance to concentration camps. It's not a concentration camp, at least not in that sense. And to to talk about a real issue and try to make it seem like it's the same or adjacent to a genocide is not, it's not a good look. This, this is a good look. This is a good, this, 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 this looks good. It's when you turn the volume on, it looks less, it looks less good. It's now it still looks good. It's just not a good look. Right. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Matt, I, as a a a friend of Jew, one Jew at least, what do you think? Uh so personally I think that uh the there's been a long history of people making reference to pretty much anything having to do with the Nazis. <laughs> and uh it kind of in like in you have probably been called a white supremacist at some yes. point today. I I have been called a white supremacist. I have been called a Nazi. I've been called a Nazi sympathizer. Right. Uh, even even though you are one of the few people I know who actually made penned an article condemning Nazism within the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, I personally feel as though, and you know, I hate using that as the basis of any argument, but when you do this, so when you compare so many things to Hitler or to the Nazis or to concentration camps, right? You literally dumb down the importance of the things you are comparing these things to. Right, right. If anybody you disagree with is a Nazi or is literally hitler uh that means that if you're so if you're comparing you or me to hitler hitler like that just makes hitler just seem like he's an idiot like right right hitler's a a guy with almost global domination right Um, right right. not that he was a psychopathic megalomaniac that wanted to wipe out every jew on the face of the planet no let's forget about that but these guys these guys who want you to be able to say whatever you want without fear of going to jail right they're just like him exactly it 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 is you know saying that people should be free to do uh, as they wish harming no one else is really exactly the same as saying that uh the aryan race is superior and all other uh, mongrel races uh, should be liquidated. It's right. basically the exact so same thing. You can take the you can take the exact same uh, argument or the exact same frame, uh, mind frame, and say, okay, so the concentration camps, you know, where they gassed people, right. where they burned them to ashes, mm-hmm. where they starved them to death, where they did scientific research on them to find out stuff, where 
if you were gay, you didn't actually get out when, you know, the, when the war ended, you were, you still had to stay back because you, you, they weren't done with you yet. Right. There of was, course. There were still some more tests that needed to be run. And when you, when you take that point of history and you compare it to what is going on at the Southern border and well, what is going on? Like, I don't agree with what's going on at the Southern border. Right. That is not what that is. It is no. not like that. No, no, it's not. It's not. And I mean, you know, I was just reading about, you know, they're arguing the 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 government is arguing in front of the ninth or was arguing in front of the Ninth Circuit Court that you know they don't have to give uh you know toothpaste and toothbrushes and soap to these kids or you know like turn the lights off at night um so that they can sleep and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's bad conditions. Like we're it, let. And this is the problem. So we should be able to right now be talking about the fact that these are bad conditions. Like these are bad conditions that no one should have to go through unless they've actually hurt someone and that kids shouldn't have to go through this. But when you start off by going, this is the concentration camps and this is like Hitler, this is now what happens is you have to actually provide some context of saying, no, 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 this isn't millions or even hundreds of people being wiped out. I think 10, six people have died or something, which is, again, terrible. Awful. It is like six orders of magnitude less than the Holocaust. That's no seven or eight magnitudes, orders of magnitude less. That is many. For those who don't know, that is a lot of orders of magnitude. <laughs> I, I hope that that it doesn't sound like a lot of orders, right. but it is. That's a lot. It's a lot. So anyway, so that's it's not good that they that they're doing that. It dumbs down the argument, like Matt said. It dumbs down. So now, for when people hear about the Holocaust, they're like, "Oh, you mean that thing that's sort of like what's going on now?" No, 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 no. nothing like that. It is nothing like that. <laughs> no. Oh, that guy, the guy that started the Holocaust with the weird little mustache and had Hugo Boss that made all of his clothing line, and you know they were actually kind of cool looking uniform. Doesn't mean I'm a Nazi for thinking it. They were cool looking uniforms, and, not and really. They- and they drank Fanta, which is... And they did drink, yeah, they did drink Fanta. Which is, um, like, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy. Yeah, he, he's like the most evil person who's ever been alive. Yeah, he's exactly like those two idiots that get together every week and uh, make fun of literally everything that they have on their show. Right. Or he's exactly like a president who is essentially like every other president before him and has all sorts of problems, but has definitely not killed millions of people. And that's, or, or, or tried to, uh, uh, drive the entire earth into a giant hot war where something like what, 50 million people died or something like that. So, I mean, these are not good arguments. These are not good arguments. And, and it's really sad because, because, because this is just, it's just sad. And the, I mean, the, the worst part about it is if the right is accurate in their belief system uh, about Ilhan Omar, she would like to see you dead. And all you want to do is have her listen to some shout I just, I just want, this is the sweetest taboo right here. Like literally. Um, and um, this for many reasons. She doesn't want me dead. So I don't want this to become I said, about. If the, I said if the right was accurate. 
I, oh I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I qualified it. I don't. Okay, no, 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 no. That's good because they're the way they talk about her is roughly about the same as the left talks about Trump. Like they, they're they're pretty unhinged about her in general. She's definitely a Muslim. She's definitely not in favor of Israel. She's definitely a left winger. But they have tried to paint her as something other than than this. Look at that. But. They, they paint her as the one who married her brother and was in a different relationship the entire time and that she hates all of Spike's people and wants to see Israel wiped off the map. Right. Which is... And the brother the brother thing might be true. <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to say, the brother thing might be true, but, I mean, it, she wouldn't actually, like, marry to her brother. It was for to try to get him immigrated, which is lying to the government, and that makes me love her even more. Because he's an anarchist. So I'm an anarchist. Uh, 38 minutes, 31 seconds. I uh, minus the the four four minutes for the for the song. So speaking of things I love, let's talk about <laughs> Anchor FM. Hey guys, are you looking to make a podcast? Well, I hope you are. Because if you are, you should check out Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer for free well do they but they couldn't possibly have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great in fact they do and not only that but they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere this includes like spotify apple music or Apple Podcast, rather, not Apple Music. I don't know. Maybe Apple Music. Apple I don't know what music. kind of podcast you're doing. Who knows? Uh, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and many more. Well, I'll tell you what. The only thing that could make me sign on right now is if you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You know, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Well, that sells it. It. You know, all you need to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, that settles it, guys. I'm going to have already been used Anchor for like two months now. <laughs> yeah, based on what right. I just heard. Speaking of Anchor FM, there's a really cool feature, guys. And I had to download it. It's a very cool feature. There they are. Where you can, you can donate leave. money to your favorite podcast. So you that can, way... so. I don't know how many of you know Spike or myself personally. <laughs> For to make money, and this is not an exaggeration, I take a ladle and I ladle mud into tiny bowls for people. That is my job. That is what I do to make money. Sometimes if somebody's like me, they get them in full large cups like this one. And it looks a lot, actually, it looks exactly like this. It looks a lot like that. Yeah, it looks, a, it looks exactly Suspiciously like, like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, is, uh, that is my job. That is what I do. This, this right here, this is hours and hours of work that Spike and I and Jason, uh, that we all put into putting out this high quality content that you guys have grown to know and love. Um, the highest quality. The highest quality. You know, out of all of the basement room podcasts that you see, 
on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope. I'm willing to bet we're in the top five on, <laughs> on production levels. This basement room, if nothing else, is in the top five. That's true. Just from the very small part of it that I've seen. That's that's cherry. Is that so, like 90s hip-hop lingo of that's cherry, dog? No, that's like cherry wood. Oh. There. Okay, but it's also cherry, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, you can donate money on Anchor FM. Please do that, anchor.fm slash muddywaters. But you can also do this really cool thing where you can leave us voice messages. And our good friend, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, does that often. He left two messages for us uh, just today. Let's take them one one at a time. Have you listened to either of these? I have not listened to either of these. Oh, good. I downloaded them while we were talking. Excellent. Well, I prepped, so that's good. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I'm going to play in no particular... Is there an order they need to be in? Because I don't know that either. No. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your beloved AOC Millennial Minute. I wanted to see if the guys might discuss uh, a little bit about uh, good old Joe Biden and uh, not only his viability as a candidate, but also some of the recent uh, troubles that he has gotten himself into, um, especially uh, with some of the things that he said about, I don't know, using the word boy and um, some other things that um, have been taken as racially insensitive, I guess. Um, and, uh, see if you guys had any thoughts about that or, um, anything related to that. So go for it guys. Thank you. So personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, everybody. So what Chris Reynolds personally injury attorney, Chris Reynolds is referring to is Joe Biden has come under a little bit of heat recently for some comments that he made which anybody who has watched Joe Biden speak before understands that this is not a new thing for Joe Biden. Joe Biden enjoys saying things that make him look like a moron. Um, (laughs) That's very uh, true. He's yes. Yes. So he was, and I'm actually, this one, I, I don't really see that big of an issue with what he said in this case. Okay. I agree with it, but I don't really see, he wasn't being racist when he said it. Um, what did he person. say? So he was talking about how now everything is so divided, you can't even reach across the aisle to try to work on legislation. And then he talked about when he was in the Senate years and years and years ago, and he was working with Southern segregationalists on, uh, on different legislation, not having to do with segregation. Right, 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 right. He said, uh, God, I wish I could. I wish I had wrote, written that guy's name down. Um, but he was working with a Southern Republican, not Strom Thurmond. I know everybody's thinking him, but it wasn't him. Um, and he, the guy referred to Ted Kennedy as boy. And he, he referred to Ted Kennedy as boy. He was like, you don't talk to me, boy. And he would only refer to Joe Biden as kid. And that was what he was. That is what he said. 
uh, that everybody kind of got up in arms because the term boy colloquially uh, has kind of become, uh, I mean, it hasn't kind of become, it's not like this is a recent thing, but it's historically a racist term that people called black folks in the South. And so people were kind of up in arms about the use that he said that, you know, he called Ted Kennedy boy. Okay. If this is the biggest gaffe that Joe Biden makes for the next 18 months, that's a good streak for Joe Biden. That's probably the best streak Joe Biden's ever going to get. Yeah, for Joe Biden, this is like Mickey this Mouse. Is guy, so. This is a guy who uh, was, when he was in Delaware, when he was a senator in Delaware, uh, said that all of the 7-Elevens were owned by people who looked and talked like Apu from The Simpsons. Not very intersectionalist. Um, so here's uh, he's he was talking about Herman Talmadge, who I guess was a a, a segregate pro segregation uh, uh, senator, and he said one of the meanest guys I ever knew, Herman Talmadge. Well, guess what? At least there was some civility. We got things done. We got it finished. Now, of course, by getting things done, he's referring to the many crime bills he signed that have resulted in the U.S holding more black people captive than during the height of slavery. But they did get it done. They got it finished. No, it, was, it, was, it wasn't Herman Talmadge. It was James Eastland. Oh, because uh, I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland. He never called me boy. He always called me son. But So he yeah. didn't call a black person boy. No, he, he just called, used he the term Ted boy. He called Ted Kennedy boy. Ah. He called Ted Kennedy boy. Which that's why I'm like, eh, but I understand of the racial connotation that that word has. Right, but people with, still, uh, right, but pe okay, yes, but people still say boy, like, oh boy, I'm so happy. Oh. Boy, like, but I mean, and he's white, like Ted Kennedy's white, like we can't call white people boy now, like what, what are we doing? Is this what we're doing? Um... <laughs> I mean, the goalpost moves all the time. I don't, I don't really know what I'm allowed to say, but uh, that, like on this show, every time I'm like, I wonder if that's allowed still. And uh, luckily, I <laughs> haven't probably, been hit yet. And so, it probably hasn't. It probably isn't allowed. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, I don't think really Joe Biden did anything. I think that uh, he is floundering. I think that he is falling in the polls because everybody realizes he's not good at campaigning. Right. He is good demolished at the debates because he is an awful awful debater and uh i mean he touches little kids I, he's gonna get i i know that both of us kind of picked him early on but the longer that the more mistakes he makes and the quicker that he is falling makes me think he has zero shot while warren is surging which is hilarious that Focahontas is is surging. I listen. So I'm not prepared to back off of my prediction that Biden's going to end up being the nominee to lose to Trump um, until yeah, the debate. Not, like I want to see how he does in the debate, and we'll be talking about that shortly. Uh, but the debate went Thursday night. Based on how he does there, if he really just crumbles there, if he has like a um, 
oh, what was that guy's name? The governor. If he has Rick Perry moments during that debate, I will say, okay, this is not going to happen. If he does okay and and kind of you know doesn't completely screw up and does his you know Uncle Joe colloquialism stuff, I I could maybe see him pulling it off. I still personally think he's my my most likely to win just because we follow this stuff, but most voters don't, which is why so many people were shocked. Bernie Sanders was surging, 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 and then like Hillary would you know win you know would would like won South Carolina and stuff like that. Like people were like, well, how? Because we all know that, you know, he was doing so great. Most voters don't pay attention. They'll catch some stuff on the news. If that, and they go on name recognition, Donald Trump won the Republican primary with all the stuff that was going on during that primary. He won because most people weren't really all that tuned in. And they heard that Donald Trump was running and they know he's rich and they're Republican voters. And they thought, well, maybe the rich guy, We'll do something. That literally was why he got the nomination. All that other stuff ended up not even mattering. So I still, I still think he's going to get it. But I, I, I could be completely wrong. So here is the second question from personal injury. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were you going to add to that? No, I just, I know this question. So I hope you're uh, semi prepared. I am not even mildly prepared. It takes a second for it to come up. That's what I tell all my dates. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here uh, with your weekly AOC Millennial Minute, I think is what I've decided the name should be for now. Anyways, Um, uh, I was hoping that you guys might discuss impeachment and not necessarily Trump or anything like that, but just impeachment in general, your thoughts. I I've seen a lot of polls recently where the majority of Americans don't know what in that word even means or what it would entail. So um, if uh, you get a chance to just kind of discuss impeachment and what that would mean, um, I think that that would be educational for everybody. And I would love to kind of hear your thoughts on what you think about uh, its applicability to the current situation. Thank you. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, everybody. So, Matt, you semi-prepared for this. What do you think about that? Okay, so he's he, he is right. Most people don't understand what impeachment is. Right. Um, what impeachment is, is when the House of Representatives votes in order to press charges on a president. Is the, that is the easiest way to put that. Right. They, they'll be they'll say pretty much all of them have to do with obstruction of justice in some way. Nixon resigned before uh, before his impeachment proceedings took off. Uh, Clinton, as everybody knows, was impeached. Uh, and now we have this case in which they're saying there was obstruction or unless you're Donald Trump, you're no obstruction, no collusion. Um, so in order for so they're going to go through the hearings and the trials that they're going through right now. Right. They get through with that and they decide to impeach or not. They will draw up the articles of impeachment. Then they will give them to the floor of the House and the House will vote on it. If a majority of representatives in the House of Representatives vote for impeachment, he will be impeached. But that doesn't mean he's getting kicked out of office. Instead, that means... The House or the Senate? The House. 
and then the Senate, then he has to go to trial in the Senate. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I was ahead of yeah. you. Go ahead. Right. And then he has to go to trial in the Senate after the House votes to impeach. Mm-hmm. Once he once the House votes to impeach, it goes to the Senate. The Senate will put him up for trial. And you need a, I believe it's a super majority. It's two thirds. Yeah. Right. You need two thirds majority in order to convict a president in the Senate. Now, what now the Republicans have the majority in the Senate and they will until 2020. Right. I mean, there's no change in that. There's zero changing that. There's no way that is going to go away. Um, So that being said, if the House votes to impeach, it will go to the Senate. It won't go anywhere. And that will be, if they decide to do this, that will be the rallying cry of both bases. Right, exactly. And and the thing is, it, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. And, and here's the thing. You're going to, short of having two-thirds... The, the Democrats win a two-thirds majority, which I believe would be the largest electoral swing in Senate history. They'd have to win, I think, all of the seats that are up for for uh, up for for uh, uh, for replacement this next election cycle. Short of that happening, he's not getting impeached because Republicans aren't going to sign on to an impeachment trial unless he does something way more heinous than anything that's even he's even been accused of. Um, right. So other than being literally Hitler, if it turned out that he was actually literally Hitler, then that that possibly could uh, result in impeachment. Uh, even then, I'm not sure. Um, so I just I don't see it. Happening. With the Republican, well, he might get impeached, but he, but with the Republican Senate, he wouldn't get convicted. Right. Yeah, he could very well be impeached. He's just not going to actually be convicted and removed. Um, no president has ever been uh, convicted and removed. Uh, two have actually gone to trial. If I'm correct. Two of them. Two have gone to trial. And they were both impeached. Uh, The only one that could have probably actually been convicted was Richard Nixon. And he uh, he uh, he resigned before any of that could happen. Um, But uh, I just it's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And everybody thinks that impeachment is this magical wand that's going to get Donald Trump out of office. But what it's really going to do is you are going to ignite the rights base. Oh yeah. I just, and, I just realized that you're wearing red and I'm wearing blue. You're on the right and I'm on the left. Ha. Huh. And I'm, uh, I'm in Canada. The national, this is the national colors. So, Jew wearing red. Huh? So every, it's going to ignite the base of Trump if he gets impeached. And oh yeah. Everybody that is a Trumpian MAGA hat wearing, don't burn my flag. We need to go bomb Iran. Uh, is going to be coming out of the is going to be coming out of the woodwork to be like no we need to protect our president because the libtards are all coming after our president, our president and, you know he, right. didn't do, he didn't do nothing wrong and when the senate doesn't convict him you're going to be having every skinny jean vaping ironic mustache wearing hanging out in coffee shops Beret, sporting, out of season, scarf wearing, facial piercing, tattoos everywhere, hipster saying that Va- vaping, vaping in skinny jeans. Yeah, 
tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I know, I know who I described. I was, I got it. Um, (laughs) You're going to have them out in the streets saying I am Matt Wright. Um, They're going to, they're going to be out there arguing that uh, they're going to be out there arguing that the Senate only protected this guy because uh, all Republicans are racist and yep. we need to make sure that we get, you know, they're sexist, they're racist, they're whatever. And we need to make sure that we get Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren or, well, they, they won't go for Tulsi Gabbard, but you get the idea oh, yeah. uh, that, that we need to get somebody like that in the Oval Office. And that is how they're going to rally the base. Pretty much. And, you know, the idea that Donald Trump is going to be impeached is the unique belief among some on the left that someone who personifies Hitler is going to be stopped by investigating him because that's how that works with genocidal dictators. It's just a very weird like it was like with the Mueller report. It's like, yeah, we're going to stop a, a dictator by calling the police. That'll fix it. And it's just it's a very odd uh juxtaposition of, of beliefs there so no that's not happening thank you for the questions chris we have a, a question from a commenter from aaron d'antoni he says elementary question but as far as these turds that are running for president is this what we have to look forward to harris booker and i think that's buddha gig are just mm-hmm. practicing for 2038 i don't i mean i think they're gonna i think they think they're gonna win it but so i would say that uh young young Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Uh, I think young Pete Buttigieg isn't, he's practicing. He's looking forward to probably not 2038, but uh, he's probably looking forward to 2024, 2028, somewhere in there. Because I think that he's like 40. Um, And that's weird because historically, like, at least in, 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 in modern American politics, once you've run for president, and lost you're screwed that's only if you lose in the general not in the primary oh that's a good point yeah so i think that people join up to run in the primaries to try to kind of get the idea of what it would be like build their base build their base get the name recognition and that way they can go out later and already have in support behind them yeah but if you i mean if you think again in the last couple generations the only guy who has lost and he actually lost the general um and then came back and won the the uh won the you know one real won an election the second was um was nixon and that was because of a a series of very odd things that happened that like assassinations and things like that um before him i don't think truman was ever in the so you had um Eisenhower. So if, if if you go more recent, you've got George Bush Senior. He lost to Reagan in nineteen eighty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. He lost to Reagan in nineteen eighty. He ran again. Mitt Romney ran in two thousand eight. He lost. He ran again in two thousand twelve. Won the primary. Obviously, lost the general. Right. He um, didn't. He didn't become president, though. Yeah. Right. He didn't become president, but he he made it to the next logical step in, in that you're kind of going for. Um, so I think that people use it as a way to get their name out there in order to build their base, and then depending on what they do in the four years in between them running in the primary and then them hopefully winning the winning the primary and running in the general 
that's when they're going to start doing the speaking engagements and that's when they're going to like really amp up their public appearances and all that so that way they can continue to get the support behind them so they can run again later okay well fair enough so then that's 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 what they're looking to do i i again i think i think everyone is going everyone that's thinking this is going to be something you know where trump gets taken down he might lose trump might lose i don't think he's going to he might lose but i i, would I don't not bet against it wait i would not bet on him losing i wouldn't bet big money on him losing and it's definitely not going to be the blowout people think it is i think a lot of people who were you know devastated in 2016 are going to be even more devastated in 2020 that's my personal opinion um so speaking of devastating things of little consequence to most uh in iran except for those japanese sailors who were except for those Jap- well yeah but you know they said it was they didn't think it was the iranians but following the uh recent attack on an oil tanker in the gulf of oman which is li- we, we talk about this stuff this would be like if we were talking about the gulf of mexico it is right next to iran uh an unmanned drone u.s drone was shot down over the water uh, which was either in, which was either five miles out of Iranian airspace, uh, in international waters, or Iran claims that it was four miles inside of Iranian airspace. Um, yeah. so it was within ten miles, give or take, one way or the other, of and depending, Iran. And depending on which military intelligence, oxymoron, which military military intelligence you listen to. Because I listened to I listened to them both before the show. Yeah, I, I wanted to hear both sides of this. Um, the the U.S. military says that the, it came across. Uh, it came. Oh man, I wish I was better at water bodies of water up there. Came across down the Gulf of Oman and right. stayed in international water. Turned around, went back up. Turned around, went back up five miles out. Uh, the Iranian military says that as it was coming up the Gulf of Oman, back north, it swerved into uh, Iranian airspace and started heading toward the coast. Right. And that's when they shot it down. Yeah. Yeah. So I just would like everyone for a moment to picture if the, let's say, Chinese Navy had ships all in the Gulf of Mexico were constantly talking unironically about invading us and also was flying drones either right up at the perimeter of our of you know US territorial waters which is i mean we're talking 4 miles off the coast if you look at that on a map it's like a tiny line just outside of the actual land you know flying U- flying military drones just right at that and possibly even crossing over into you know US territory just picture you know, we, we talk about this stuff because it's thousands of miles away and we're so used to the idea of the U.S. military just trouncing and traipsing over other countries. Just, just for a moment, picture that being done on this side and what your reaction would be and what you how you would expect the government to uh, uh, how you would expect the government to react in that kind of a situation. So this was a this uh, hundred and what's that if you think about. It. The Cuban Missile Crisis was Russia dropped. Russia was setting up missiles. Yep. On another foreign soil. Yep. 
was uh, what is it, 190 miles off the coast? Not 90 miles from like Key West, but you yeah, know, 90, 90 miles. Yeah, um, I live in Florida. I've never been down there. Um, I'm like four hours away. Never gone. Uh, I've never hit mile marker zero. Uh, really? But I've never been there. I've no. even done that. Yeah, well, you've been further south in America than me. Um, but uh. We're talking about 90 miles away, and that caused one of the greatest international incidences that didn't end in war ever. Yep. And it was square on foreign soil. Like, it wasn't like they were putting them in boats right near the U.S., right? It It was a foreign country receiving arms from another foreign country caused the close. Most people say the closest that, uh, the world has ever been to true nuclear war, um, Although supposedly there was a ship that uh, had a screw up with their communications and uh, they should have uh, launched an attack. They but the, they have launched an attack and the, but the, the, the captain of the Russian ship said, no, I'd rather not kill all these Americans. Let's just keep waiting. And it ended up well, anyway. So right. very, very close to nuclear war over arms being sent from a foreign country to a foreign country. That's relatively close to the U.S. This is U.S. drones just, you know, strafing the the territory uh, of of Iran while simultaneously constantly threatening to invade and talking about bombing them and talking about invading them. And also there are U.S. military bases all around Iran. Like, I mean, it's, you know, just imagine that the mindset you'd be in if that were the situation in, in reverse. So this is a $123 million robot. Uh, being shot down. It has brought calls from uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and uh, Chief Warmonger John Bolton and a Chief uh, Tiny Zionist uh, neocon Ben Shapiro, Shapiro, uh, calling. they're all calling uh, to go to war with Iran. Yeah, and uh, Ben Shapiro, because as we know, Donald Trump said, uh, Donald Trump, and what, okay, so this part kind of blows my mind. So I'm going to, we're going to have to go into this a little bit. Ben. Okay, fine. Um, but the $123 million robot being shot down has brought calls from Spike Cohen, uh, Matt Wright, and uh, Jason Lyon, the Ben Shapiro of Muddy Waters, to not spend so much money on robots that can be shot down. Yeah. Um, I also like that Jason is the Ben Shapiro of Muddy Waters. and <laughs> He doesn't like baseball. He gets all the negative things right now. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, so alleg- apparently America was on its way to attack Iran. And then at the last minute, Trump calls it off. And he's like, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to attack them. It, it wouldn't be proportionate. It wouldn't be proportionate to attack them for shooting down our flying robot. Um, and everybody's like, look at the leniency from Trump. Oh, look at the leniency from Trump. He didn't attack. Yay. But right. he ordered the attack. And everybody's like, oh, no, that was because of other people in his cab. No, that wasn't other people in his cab. He ordered the attack. Nobody yeah. else can do that. Only Trump can do that. Trump ordered the attack on Iran for a robot being shot down and then he was like okay well maybe this isn't the greatest idea you know 
I only have the best ideas and this isn't the best idea. Right. So he, so he pulled back and now he's kind of like reverse course. And uh, I am not opposed to kind of what he is saying now. Right. Uh, but there's some new sanctions and normally I'm not a huge fan of sanctions, but uh, cause I think it just kind of hurts the people and the people in charge still end up getting whatever it is they want. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It just hurts like the normal people. Right. It would hurt probably the people watching this show. It wouldn't hurt Trump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he said that uh, for the sanctions, one of the things that they're going to do is the U.S. military may take a step back from protecting the Strait of Hormuz uh, for shipping charters, uh, which we have apparently been doing for free for quite some time now, uh, most of which are oil tankers going to China and Japan. And according to El Presidente Donald J. Trump. Trump, I don't know how to put that in Spanish. Um, the Chinese get 91% of its oil from the strait, and Japan gets 62% of its oil from that strait. So for those who – so to try to explain, because we hear a lot about the Strait of Hormuz, if you look on a map of the Middle East, this would be another great overlay to have. Um, I have to do this in reverse because of the th- – so if, if this is Iran – and this is the tip of the Arabian Peninsula. I'm doing this wrong. This is the tip of Arabian Peninsula. And then this, this going out this way is the is the Indian Ocean. So that's how you would get to um, China and and how you would that's get totally backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's it's I'm it's the 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 mirror thing is completely screwing me up. But it, basically, in order to get from from Saudi Arabia, the oil from Saudi Arabia and other parts of the Arabian Peninsula through to the rest of the world, you have to go through the Strait of Hormuz and Iran is right there. It's, it's very, very narrow. And so there's been a lot of, that's like the, the there's always, um, I think always like a Navy detar- detachment there and it's to protect the, the oil there. So Trump's saying he's going to back off. Honestly, I hope he does back off because Iran has no real interest in, in upsetting oil supplies. Here, here's the thing. And Matt may disagree with me on this. I don't really, I am of the belief that arms in general, this includes guns, whatever, the more people have guns, the more peaceful things are. Because now you don't just have one person or one group of people with the guns. It's been decentralized. Now everyone has to act like they have some sense. When a country acquires nuclear weapons, what happens afterwards is people stop bombing them because they have nuclear weapons. The only time that nuclear weapons have ever been used in anger was when only one country had them, which meant they could use them with impunity. The U.S. dropped two nukes on uh, uh, on Japan. Um, they were much uh, weaker than, than current hydrothermal nu- nuclear weapons, but whatever. They dropped two atomic bombs in Japan because they could, and who was going to stop them? And what was what, what were they going to do? Use regular bomb? The very second that Russia, a genocidal communist dictatorship, the very second they had nukes, and then later China, nukes were never used on actual populations again. There were a bunch of nuclear tests to for everyone to to you know uh, thump their chests on how powerful their nuclear arsenal was. But no one's actually there were no more 
What do you want to bet if it had continued that the U.S. was the only country with nukes, that they would have just continued to use them because what the hell was anyone going to do about it? So in my mind, more countries or even organizations or individuals having nuclear weapons means fewer people and places that larger countries can bomb with impunity. So in, in my mind, I'm the same way with nukes, legalized recreational plutonium. I am the same way with nukes that I am with, you know, pistols or assault weapons or, 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 you know, fully automatic weapons, grenade launchers, whatever. If you can afford it and you can afford the consequences of it, then by all means get it. And, and the, 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 the added benefit of more and more people and organizations having nuclear weapons is that they lose their power in terms of who you're going to use them against. And if, in theory, every person had a nuke, which obviously this isn't going to happen, everyone would be really, really gentle around each other because, hey, this guy could nuke me and everyone else. So yeah, it's, it's the mutually assured destruction theory. It's uh, mutually assured destruction on a micro scale. <laughs> mutually assured destruction for everybody. For everybody. Um, yeah, I... I tend to agree like when they're saying oh iran can't have nukes or you know uh turkey shouldn't have nukes which they do uh or jeff or whoever or, jeff is or uh, israel who does right um have you seen that graph where they're like where are all the nukes and it's like america's like 90 percent of them yeah and then it, the vast israel, majority of nukes yeah yeah and then jeff have you seen this? I, I yeah, I believe yeah, I believe I've seen the the Jeff meme. Jeff has one. Jeff has one nuke. So I actually looked it up, and Jeff is an actual thing where they do testing of nuclear. <laughs> like it, it's an acronym for something, and I don't. Really oh, know okay, it. okay. Because I'm it's like, it's just funny because it's like, who is Jeff? Why are we not worried about Jeff? What do we know about Jeff? Is this Jeff Bezos? Like what? Which right. Jeff is, is Jeff it? Bezos? I've what met Jeff? some Jeffs that were jerks. Who are we talking about here? Right. I just want to make sure it's not any Jeff I know. Because if he has one, I definitely want one. Um, and definitely yeah. not Jeff G-E-O-F-F, because then... Oh, God, yeah, no, definitely not that guy. No, no. No, if it's a G-off, If I it's don't a G-off, we He's say knee-off. He's made fun of a lot. Yes. Um, He's going to knee-off us. But yeah, I, I, I agree. The more people that have nukes, if they can afford them and they can afford the uh, responsibility of having it as well. Like if you're going to use a nuke on somebody, there's a good chance somebody else is using a nuke on you. Right. Like that's just the way it is. Um, it's the same thing, you know, with any firearm, if you have a firearm, uh, if you use it on somebody, odds are somebody else is using theirs on you. That's just how it is. That's the responsibility of owning any firearm, whether it's a, handgun or a semi-auto or a machine gun or uh, whatever or a nuke um so yeah i would i would definitely tend to agree on that one you have a weird look on your face um, I'm, I'm reading we have a comment on youtube from uh jerion siebert he says hello i come from or oh, you said hey uh he said uh, uh i come from germany our news so scary here we wait of war what you mean have we the begin of war I'm not 100% sure what that means. Okay, I, think, I think he's asking if, um, I think what he is asking there, and I, Jer, Jerry on, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, 
let us know if we are incorrect here. But uh, I think he is asking whether or not the war has started against Iran. Which no, no, no. which no, it hasn't. No, um, the 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 war has not started. Uh, the attack on the ships happened two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, and then last week, uh, a, a drone, an American drone, was shot down, and then. Uh, an attack was ordered on Iran, but then at the last minute, uh, Trump decided to pull back his it, order yeah. of attack and uh, not uh, attack them because he said it wouldn't be proportionate. And little Ben Shapiro got all angry. Um, He's so going to yeah, stay no. angry too. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Trump. One thing I. I. I, uh, I guess I'll say appreciate about Trump. He doesn't seem to want to start new wars. He doesn't seem to have any problem continuing the existing ones or letting the Saudis bomb the hell out of Yemen or a few other things, but he is a lot more averse to war than, for example, Hillary would have been or Obama was or Bush was or Clinton was or Bush was or Reagan was. Or uh, He's probably similar to Carter in terms of his aversion to war. Uh, he's not completely against it, but he's not just trying to just use it as a regular foreign policy tool. And I, I'm glad for that because um, I don't think he's going to end all the wars or anything like that. But I'm just happy that we haven't started any new ones right, recently. Right. No, no new wars. No new wars. Uh, it's sad that that's that that's our our our. Uh, that's the rallying cry. That's the rallying cry of no. Well, no new wars. We're just going to continue the old garbage wars, but not no new ones. No new wars. Yeah, no new wars. So. So I'm glad about that. I don't think he wants a war with Iran. I don't honestly, I don't think he's that concerned with Iran getting nukes. I think that he got this dropped in his lap. I'm completely speculating here. I think he got it. I don't think so because even before, even beforehand, when uh, Obama did the initial uh, trade, uh, the uh, treaty uh, with Iran, he was like, no, this is bad. Iran will get nukes. You can trust me on that. Right, but that, but th- so that's what I'm saying. How much of that was just he had to be against what Obama was doing, and now he's in position. It's like, okay, well, I can't just do what Obama would have done. I, again, this is my little personal theory that I don't think he gives a crap about Iran having nukes. I think he just he had to bash Obama for coming up with the Iran deal, and so now he has to like look like a war hawk again. It, it, he could, it, he, this could be his. his Biggest pet project, second to immigration. I, I don't know, but I'm glad that he's not bombing Iran. That makes me happy. I don't think we're going to end up in war with Iran. I, I don't think so. And I think if we did, we're going to end up regretting it because yeah. um, Iran is not Iraq. No. Uh, Jacob LaBelle says nuclear proliferation only works in a statist model. I'm thinking. To the extent that there's this much risk of something happening in the first place yeah jacob i mean obviously we don't we don't know and we're just speculating but my belief is that arms are arms are arms whatever arm you have whatever weapon you have comes with it the power and the risk and responsibility that comes with that power so if you have for example a grenade launcher and your neighbors know it yes they're probably going to give you a little bit more respect but you're also going to be the guy with the grenade launcher and people are going to treat you like the guy with the grenade launcher. And if in theory someone 
first of all, the, the, the nukes aren't, you don't just get a nuke and you're like, I got a nuke. Like the containment that they have to be in, the amount of upkeep that they have to have, because nukes don't just explode. What happens is if a nuke goes bad, it just doesn't work. And it's now this radioactive thing that doesn't work. The, the, the amount of money to procure a nuclear weapon, to do the upkeep of a nuclear weapon, to launch it far enough away where you don't die too. Like it's not, everyone's not walking around with suitcase nukes. So it would truly be like, you would more than likely see a very small, you're not going to see that many people have nukes in a non-statist and a voluntary society to begin with, because you would much rather use that nuclear power, uh, for energy, for something that can actually make uh, money. Cody Smock says that I'm describing his wet dream. I guess everyone <laughs> having nukes. Um, I, it, it's just it, the, the real model in a, in, a, in, a, in a voluntary society is that people aren't going to be preoccupied with invading each other. Um, they're going to be preoccupied with the fact that if they have uranium, they can all the money they can generate from the power that it creates. Um, so, yeah, that that's my thought on that. So Look, it's, Jerry, Jerry over on YouTube, uh, I'm calling him Jerry now. I feel like we've talked enough. I can give him a okay. nickname uh, and I know I can pronounce that. Uh, so Jerry over on YouTube says, this is where the media speaks of the extinction of Iran. So I don't know what media you're getting over there in uh, Germany, man. Yeah, that's uh, some frightening stuff you're getting over there, man. I, I don't listen to that because Iran's no, not going. Iran is. Jerry, so- if you want your news. Just if you want here. your come to youtube.com slash muddied waters media. We got five shows a week. Uh, we talk about this often. Um, and we, we are not as scary as German media, apparently, because holy hell, man. Yeah, I was going to say, we are not as scary as German. We, and we do it laughing most of the time. Right. This is like the most serious show we've had. It really is. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, get your news from us. Don't get it from German media. Yeah. Uh, Breaking news for our German listeners. Iran's not going to be exterminated uh, or it made extinct. The Iranian Persian culture is one of the oldest ones in existence. It will be here for a very long time. Uh, The the, the biggest war hawks that want to do all this stuff, I don't think they're going to get their way. And even if they did, what would end up happening is the U.S. military would take out the Ayatollahs they'd be replaced with something worse. And 15 to 20 years later, the U S government would leave quietly and, uh, and, and leave Iran to its own mess that the U S created, but they're not going to, they're not exterminating Iran or killing all the Iranians or, or anything like that, because it's not in anyone's, uh, the, the people who want to push for war, it's not in their interest to do that. It's in their interest to create these unwinnable perpetual wars that they can make money uh, on contracting and getting reelected on endless war and, and everything else. So, no, we're, we, uh, German media is very scary, apparently. Yeah, apparently German media is very scary. Jerry, yeah, tell all of your friends. <laughs> to watch Muddy Waters Media. To watch Muddied Waters Media. You can find us on like every social media network out there. And uh, you can uh, easily follow us at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Fret, um, fret not, German people. We're here we, with the good news of no one being exterminated. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, if you have any other questions, uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter and shoot us a DM. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will be happy to respond. Uh, no, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Hey guys. Uh, so it looks like we're on uh 
the stream resumed. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, right. we're we're live again. Okay, guys. So uh, the debate is happening uh, tomorrow night and Thursday night, and we're actually going to be hosting the. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a special edition of Muddy Waters of Freedom on Thursday, where we Watch will the, be. What's that? Slash the writers block. Sla- oh well, yeah, a special episode of the writers block of freedom. Uh, my yeah. Americans. Uh, bearded truth where uh we will be hosting the uh uh we will be live streaming the 2020 uh democratic debate the main one on thursday uh that will be the one between uh joe biden and uh andrew yang yang gang and bernie sanders and i don't i don't know who else elizabeth, uh, elizabeth warren pete Buttigieg, pd oh pd Buttigieg. And, um, so we'll be hosting that, but in the meantime, fret not guys, because if you have any student debt, Bernie Sanders is going to obliterate it. Yep. Yep. He's going to get rid of all student debt. All 1.7 trillion of the student debt is going to be gone. Just thanks to, thanks to old, old Bernie, granddaddy Bernie. He's just going to. He's going to pay it all off, and but he's going to do it by taxing Wall Street, of course. Um, so, which good. why would you have to tax anyone if you're just erasing the debt? Right, you could just erase. You could the just debt. erase it. That's really all you would need to do. But, but he's also going to tax people, so that'll be fun. Right. Um, right. So but not not to be outdone. Real, quick, real well, real quick on the student debt thing. Uh, what happens to the people who paid off their student loans? Do they get screw, reparations? No, screw you. Screw you for paying off your loans. Thank God I didn't. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I no, understand. Th- I signed up for a bad loan. I know that. Like, I signed up for a bad loan. I got a degree. And now I'm paying off that degree. And I'm right. paying off that degree with, as we discussed earlier, money I get from ladling mud into cups. Um, Which you are whatever. eminently qualified to do with your degree. Oh, but- yeah, exceptionally qualified. And other than that, I do it from the fine donations of you people at home, which you can donate on anchor.fm. Anchor.fm slash Muddy Waters. Right. Um, so, yeah, Bern, uh, after Bernie said he was going to rate, well, actually, Biden and Trump first came out and said they were going to cure cancer. Yeah, not to be out. So I knew Biden had said this. Trump also is now claiming he's going to cure cancer. Uh, Biden said it first. Right. And then Trump came out uh, and said he was going to do it. Not to be outdone by the touchy uncle. I mean, they do they really need to wait until after re-election to cure cancer? It seems like they could just jump on that right now. I'm, right. Like, what happens if they don't win? Are they, no, no, I'm holding this back. Yep, no cancer cure for you guys. I specifically said you had to vote for me. Right. But, you, you didn't vote for me, so no no cancer curing for you people. Um, and then not to be outdone by curing cancer and eliminating all student debt, Liz Warren has called for reparations for gay people. So that one actually confuses the uh, hell out of me. Uh, not for not for the descendants of slaves, for gay people. For Gay people. Yeah, I uh, 
not really sure what the basis of that is. And right so, now she's surging. I want everybody to know she is surging in the polls. Gay reparations. Gay reparations and uh, universal child care. Those two things are just rocketing her up the middle of the pack of qualified candidates uh, running for the Democratic primary. Gay reparations. Gay reparations. So her theory behind this or her reasoning behind this is that prior to uh, marriage being uh, same sex marriage being recognized across the entire country, that there were millions of, of gay, not married, married couples who were being systemically denied the tax breaks that come with being married, which are not really that big, but they are there somewhat. And they were being denied that because they weren't, they weren't married. And so she's going to give them billions of dollars. Yep. So if you're black and you're thinking, Hey, my ancestors were enslaved. That slavery was enforced for over a hundred years by the U S government. Uh, and then, well, almost a hundred years by the U S four score and seven years, actually, uh, by the U S government. And then, uh, and then for a hundred years afterwards, we were systemically denied our rights and treated like second class citizens. And even now we have disproportionately, disproportionately high, uh, levels of incarceration and, uh, poverty and all sorts of terrible things that much of which can be traced back to our past and current treatment, uh, in the halls of power in, in government, especially at the federal level, rest assured fear, fret no longer guys. Uh, Liz Warren is going to be giving reparations to gay, gay people. Yep. Not to be outdone though. Not to be outdone. Oh yes. By anyone ever. The famous Roberto O'Rourke. Roberto O'Rourke from Texas. Now supporting a war tax which would be paid for by non-military families, which would cover the cost of veterans' health care. So, you know, all of these wars that you don't support, yeah, all of these wars that you're like, no, I don't want to go into this war that you're paying taxes for, all of the poor children that they are sending to these wars to die, to get uh injured to come back with severe PTSD. Right. All of that, all of all of the stuff that they have to deal with when they come back is now falling on your shoulders too because you didn't sign up to be one of these children. That is what he is supporting. Putting aside the question of what is a non-military family? So my dad was in the military. Are we a military family? Like, did he specify what that even means? I assume not. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, no. not anywhere that I saw it. Yeah. I, he's Beto O'Rourke. He's too busy getting on. This is a pet peeve of mine. He gets on counters to be above everyone. When he's already like six. Four. When he's like six. Two, he's like the tallest guy in the right. 
And then he kneels down. Because I'm one of you people. Down to, get, here. to get, yeah. He, he stands up. He stands up, like on a table, like here. Eye with you. Yeah. And then he does this to get eye to eye. It's like, just stand there. Just get down and stand next to me like a human being. I, it's the, I, I, and he constantly gets up on his truck, on the hood of his truck, and he kneels down. I'm one of you guys. I'm down here with you guys. Get, get the hell down from the truck. Anyway, so he's going to tax us for not being a part of the perpetual war machine in order right. to deal with the casualties and side effects of the perpetual war, war machine. I think this is... I, 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 I would imagine maybe his reasoning or the reasoning of people that support this is that if you do this, that people will be far less likely to support um, war. Maybe. I, maybe. I don't know. But but here's the thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. But. Isn't first of all, isn't there something in the taxation uh, in the in the 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 taxation clause of the constitution that says that you can't tax people unevenly that has to be uniform throughout the states or something like that um it could be it's been a while since i've gone through i mean they'll ignore it but but i just want to know what even okay great i'm a military family my dad was uh was in the military so so was mine i guess we're not getting taxed yeah how far back we going sucks to be you that's what i'm saying like there are very few you know who you're going to be taxing is immigrants you're going to be if you really go like two or three generations back or forward you're largely going to be taxing immigrants that's a great plan beto happy great job beto happy gay pride month i so and not to be outdone because this is a not to be outdone episode. This is, yeah. Not to be outdone by any of these schmucks. Andrew Yang is just straight up, I want to just hand you money. Yep. Yeah, he's, he tweeted out, I will give $1,000 a month for the next 12 months free. I'm certain that the IRS would have an issue with that. Yeah. Uh, to someone who retweets this and follows me by July 4th. Let's show why money is the answer and why this is the campaign for people. No purchase necessary. U.S. citizens only. He is literally buying votes, which I'm pretty certain is illegal. That can't. There's no way the way that federal election. Like when you hear people going to jail for violating the most obscure federal election laws that they didn't even know they were violating this. There is no way. That that's legal. Now, is it substantively different than saying, hey, if you vote for me, I'm going to give you a bunch of free stuff? No. 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 Basically the same. It's essentially the same thing. But he's 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 putting the cart before the horse and saying, hey, if you even just follow me and retweet this, I'll give you $1,000 a month for... You don't even have to elect me. That's brazen. Yeah. He's going to give you $12,000 just for liking him and sharing that tweet. Which is tempting. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Up, you know, the only thing that's upsetting about that is our page already liked him. Well, it wasn't me. 
Well, no, no, I mean, it, I no, no, no. It says, it says uh, retweet this and oh, and follow me. Right. Yeah, we already followed him. We followed him a while ago, just so I could see his tweets. But you didn't pay off your student debts, so right, you could still win here. And twelve thousand isn't even going to cover a portion of that. Um, Oh, there there you go. Andrew Yang is uh, really trying to buy votes, literally buying votes, literally saying, "I will just straight up give you money if you uh, support me." And as opposed to everybody else who's like, "Look at this! Look at what I can give you," Mayor Pete. Took oh, a yeah. different. He took a different route. He's taking a different tact. Yeah, he took a different tact. Uh, in South Bend, Indiana, where he is from, where I believe he is the mayor of. He's the mayor. Yep. Uh, he uh, was confronted by a Black Lives Matter protest over the fact that a uh, African American male was shot by a white cop. And, and it gets better. It gets better. I almost wish I got this video too, because it's just so good, but you couldn't understand a lot of what they were saying. Right. Um, so Buttigieg, Petey, Petey told the crowd uh, that he did not have evidence that there has been, uh, that there has been discipline for racist behavior. Uh, and one of the protesters responded, you run in for president and you expect black people to vote for you. And this is where Petey made his mistake. This is where he kind of went wrong. Like anytime that you're dealing with any sort of race, uh, racial issue between the cops and, you know, the citizenry, uh, you, you, you got to tread carefully just going forward. Um, and he kind of messed up with not having evidence that there has been discipline for racist behavior. Cause why wouldn't you know that by now? But, um, after she says, you run in for president and you expect black people to vote for you, Buttigieg told her, I'm not asking for your vote. Which is, that's just... Nah. that When you're running for president... You are asking everyone for your vote. I don't remember how many people remember Mitt Romney in 2012, where... He, man, I don't remember exactly what was said, but in a private event. That oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I am not trying to get the votes of 58% of the people out there because they're not going to vote for me anyway. And yeah, he said like 47% just wouldn't vote for him or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, right, and right. He, uh, he was just destroyed, destroyed in the media for saying that yeah just crushed in the media for saying that a lot of people said that that was a big reason that he uh didn't do as well as was initially expected right uh, and this could be spun as though Buttigieg just said i'm not asking for the black vote yeah it kind of sounds like, like, don't worry, I'm going to get you reparations. I'm going to pay off those student loans. I'm going to get you possibly two different kinds of reparations. I'm going to cure cancer. Your sickle cell anemia, gone. Tons don't up. worry. 
gone. Sickle cell gone. Six. That type two diabetes gone. Don't worry about any of it. Got all of that. No, he said, I am not asking for your vote. Which even if he wanted to be more, you know, less pandery, he could say, you know, we're waiting to get all the facts in. And I, you know, I assure you that I'm going to, you know, this is the top of my priority, blah, 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 whatever. I don't want your vote. Black woman. Not saying he didn't say I don't want it. I'm not asking. for. It. I'm not asking for your vote, black woman who is angry because a black person was shot in my city by a white guy by a white guy the government the, the media is going to cover him a lot on this because he's gay and he's a democrat and um he's a also he's also a warmonger guys he's really he likes to brag about how he uh, was killing people in the military um so that'll be fun um we're making the full transition of saying gays can be warmongers too and uh, on Gay Pride Month, of course. And because um, there's nothing says gay pride like murdering brown people and then getting reparations. No, gay people can do anything that straight people can do. Including murder brown people. Murder brown people. Like lots of them. So that's good. So, so that happened. And then, hey, big news on the race front. Former Pennsylvania rep Joe C-Stack. C-Stack has joined the race and no one cares. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a new segment that I've come up with. Um it's the Shane Sweeney segment of things that are never going to happen. Um <laughs> Josie Stack will not be president. Uh he definitely is not. Odds are he is just planning a Senate run and wants to get some notoriety back. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to run for president. So people hear my name a bunch here in Pennsylvania and right. I'm going to run for Senate instead uh, after I get absolutely demolished in, well, he can't even be in these debates because he didn't sign up or live. I think they have 25 people running. <laughs> it's 25. Their debates are two nights, 10 night, 10 people on each stage. So five people are already out of which Josie Stack is one of them. And then there's four of um, Things are heating up like a dumpster fire in the Democratic Party because this is a literal dumpster fire that they are going through. It's pretty and when bad. The Republicans had, what was it? The Republicans had 18 people in 2016? Yeah, and Something. that was a total mess. That was an absolute mess of it's part of why donald trump did as well as he did because what little support was outside what what little i don't want donald trump vote there was was split up among like a dozen people right so yeah so yeah he's never going to be president and uh but guys be sure to tune in to watch a bunch of people on thursday night be sure to tune in and watch a bunch of people who are probably never going to be president. Maybe one of them might be. Right. Maybe. At, at least 90% of the people on the stage on Thursday will, will never be, be president. Will never be president. And we will be uh, here to make fun of that, basically. We will make fun of everything they are saying, everything they are doing. And if... I just forgot the guy that's running against Trump's name. 
Weld. Biden? Uh, oh, we- oh, Bill Weld. Bill. If Bill Weld and Trump ever get to debate status, we will do the same. And we will enjoy it. Oh, that will be very enjoyable. That will be very enjoyable. For many, many, many reasons. Watching Bill Weld and Donald Trump debate will be... it Because it will also mean that I have fallen asleep and am hallucinating an incredibly fanciful fever dream. Um, that'll be another. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I, I was on my, 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 I, uh, lack of oxygen and, uh, really enjoying myself. So yeah. So be sure to tune in for that. And, um, that's it. That's what we got for this show. This was a much more serious show than we usually have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, real quick, uh, Jerry, uh, responded. Oh, uh, and he said, escalation of the conflict Trump threatens Iran with extinction, insults, threats, and what then? Uh, U.S. President Donald Trump and his Iranian colleague Hassan Rouhani tighten their escalation rhetoric. Both speak of war. If the other begins, a small ex- excerpt of our media. Okay, so I think that was just like a headline uh, right. that posted. And war is business. It's always about money and power. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you're correct on that. Um, and yes, both of them are talking about war. Yes, there is tension. Yes, the tension is escalating. But much like with North Korea in uh, the U.S., what was it? A year, two years ago, last year? Last year, uh, last year yeah. yeah. Last year. This is, I, I think that's what's happening here. Uh, they are working their way towards some sort of new treaty, uh, but this is how they are getting there. This is what is happening. I don't believe that this is going to escalate to the point of war. Um, I, I didn't believe it in North Korea. We have well-documented history on that, uh, and I don't believe that's what's going to happen here. Uh, the moment that Trump turned that drone around, or not that drone, sorry, uh, after Trump didn't attack after the drone was fired down. Uh, that was the moment that I knew he wasn't going to war. He is attempting to do that 4D underwater upside down backgammon. Back yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't believe that's what's happening. Yes, everybody's preaching war. And, the re- and real quick, the reason that they do this, the reason that they preach war the reason that they sit there and they go yeah this is what's happening they're going to war and every iran is going to go into extinction is because when they play on these fears when they hit you on these fears what happens is you fear you you end up being afraid you end up getting scared about the possibility of this escalating into possibly world war three or nuclear war or whatever right and it terrifies you this is the same thing that Hollywood does in fantastic movies that are horror movies and why horror movies do so incredibly well at the box office. It's because these fears release serotonin and dopamine into your brains and essentially they become like a drug and you end up going back to watch the movies over and over and over again because it makes you feel high. Right. News reports have now started doing this and they are preaching this stuff to you they're preaching about war they're preaching about extinction they're preaching about all of this stuff to you because they know that you will continue to come back and read 
their articles. You'll come back and watch their news programs. You'll come back because even though you don't even realize it's happening, the fear that they are inducing in you is giving you a mild high and they are the drug that you are now addicted to. Right. So get your Suboxone by watching us because we don't preach that stuff. We can get you off of mainstream media. Watch us instead. Yeah, watch us instead. We'll entertain you and not scare you to death. And we'll repeatedly let you know that rape is bad. Right. Which I assume German media would tell you the same, but probably not as often as we will. Honestly, I think they're, they're dropping the ball there. So, so yeah. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, so next, so tomorrow. Yeah, who you got tomorrow? Yeah, so tomorrow I have... God, I wish I had a mute button for you right now. Remzo Martinez. And what is sure to be a whelming episode of my fellow Americans. I'm having Remzo Martinez. I may take that one out of the upload playlist so it doesn't even show up on my... uh, When I'm watching at work. Just Um, as well. Just as well. Just as well. We'll see how that goes. I hear he's Remzo from the Remzo Martinez. Experience. He's uh, apparently some kind of narcissistic name ever for a podcast. What the 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 my name here experience? I yes. so my understanding is he's a type of Mexican or something, and I feel like with everything going on in the concentration camps, maybe he'll have something to say about that. I really don't know. I don't know. He seemed like he wanted to be on, so I'm going to have him on. We'll see how that goes. So that's happening that day. And then Thursday, again, we are doing the very special episode of My Fellow Writer's Block of Freedom, uh, where we will be showing the uh, uh, airing the uh, debate live and reacting to it as it happens, which should be fun. And then on... You watch the boring Democratic debate. Actually, it might not be boring. That could be fireworks. That could be. It could be one of the. It could go either way. Yeah, that's like that's like walking it. Man, I wish I could come up with a good reference here. Um, That's like walking into a summer blockbuster movie where it's like, ah, this could be great or this could suck. Could be terrible. So we don't know what's going to happen, but what we do know is uh, we are going to be watching it and uh, mystery science theatering the crap out of it. I will be Tom Zervo and uh, Matt will be Crow. And uh, I I hope someone got that reference. And um, so then that's happening. Then on Friday uh, will be the Shabbat episode of Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with the Ben Shapiro of Muddy Waters Media, Mr. Jason Lyon. Then have a great weekend. And then uh, on Monday we'll have Jason Lyon again with Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. And then next week on Tuesday, right back here, the Muddy Waters of Freedom with Matt Wright and Spike Owen, where we parse through the week's news in a much less scary way than German media does. That's right. For our very special July 4th week episode. Oh, yeah. And that'll also be the uh, the uh, uh, year anniversary of a certain Spike Cohen being a part of Muddy Waters Media. It will be. I believe yours was July 4th, right? It was the July 4th episode where we bashed everything about America. Yep, that's right. I, I have the July 4th episode this year, and I'm not doing one. Um, <laughs> on a very special episode of My Fellow America. It was only because the person that I had said, oh, that's July 4th. I can't do it. So I was just like, eh, I'm not even going to bother. 
everyone's busy anyway. So have a great uh, week, and we will see you tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. And Matt, and for, if so, for our, new, for our new German listeners and followers and watchers, thank you. Or, guten Tag. Guten Tag. Danke. Danke. Danke, Shane. Danke, Shane, for our new German uh, viewers. Uh, yes, yeah, so if somebody wants to follow us on the old uh, internet, which is the only place you can follow which us. Which would be the place to follow us. That's the best place to follow us. Um, you can follow us at muddiedwatersmedia.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook Talk com slash muddied waters media you can follow us on youtube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media you can follow us on twitter at muddied underscore waters and you can follow us on instagram crap did i change instagram hang on hang on one second instagram you guys if you don't have uh an instagram you should get one because they're kind of cool you can they're really great um you can follow us on Instagram at Muddied Waters Media, uh, and you can follow. You can find uh, all of the audio on Anchor.fm/slash Muddied Waters. So sign up, log into all of them, follow us everywhere. Give us good reviews everywhere. Listen to us everywhere. Share us everywhere. Especially if you're German, I want a huge German audience to hear what we have to say. We need a Muddied Waters foothold in Germany, and. Uh, Guys, thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow night. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Uh, Mike check, yo. <laughs> we still here? Still going strong, yeah? <laughs> Are you down with Zuby? Yeah. <laughs> I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance this is perseverance, this is perseverance, uh, this is perseverance, I've been on the rhyme since I made a first appearance, I've been on the grind, never waited for the clearance, life is all the time so I'm gonna live it fearless, yeah, and people gonna hear this, made a little name with a vision and coherence, never been a lame, now I'm closer to a genius, knowledge in my brain, chalk it up to the experience, still I'm not rich, but at least I ain't broke, never sell dreams cause I'd rather sell hope, people so lost in the mirrors and the smoke, think I'd be a real bloke if I said I sold dope, nope. But my fans will tell you that I'm awesome. Awesome. I started selling and they bought them. Bought em. I told them get them and I got them. So if you want dope bars, that is not a problem. It's time to put the needles on the wax. Rock hard like I got the Beatles in the back. Go soft, make an easy living off the map where I can go hard like a freaking cheetah on the track. I'm grinding from a zero to a stack. And I'm talking about the Nero getting jacked. If Wakanda needs a new king, I'ma go hard to be the leader of the pack A needle in a stack, and I'm feeling to attack Not a baller, no T'Challa, but a hero and I'm black I'm an eagle to a rat, rebel demon on a track I'm a scholar and a brawler, you don't feel it if you're whack You're always talking evil in your rap And I'm trying to put my meanings on the map I gave you 12 rules for life and kept my room clean I'm the Jordan Peterson of rap <laughs> I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow means flow this is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is 
perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop, I will not go soft. When I say no means no. This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop. When I say flow means flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. And I believe what I prophesize. So I don't apologize. Unless I do wrong, I don't bow to the mob, I don't live to antagonize But they say I'm too outspoken They wonder if I'm joking Look, a little bit is chess, but I say what I feel, man, I'm real and I'm open Trust in God, but I live in the physical Selfish thoughts, but I give in the lyrical Thought cops hot, want my speech to be criminal Lies get fought when I speak the political I am not left wing, I am not right wing I just know all these things I know Yeah cannot label me, you can't put shame on me When I say go means go Fresh, I step into the premises Kick dope rhymes and they love how I'm expressing it Hop online and reply to all the messages Gotta spend time and I'm grateful that you cherish it Don't talk crap, no I'd rather be irrelevant Can't play dumb, people know that I'm intelligent See me up late night, big beard, let him in Twelve years deep, now I'm flowing like a veteran Dudes show love, now I'm moving up in eminence Girls show love, cause they're feeling all the pleasantness Got huge dreams, I can never be a pessimist Too much love, I can never be a feminist Girl, stop looking all incredulous I am not a bad man, I am not your nemesis Always had a mega drive, take it back to Genesis Work so hard, time to reap a couple benefits yeah. I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no this is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow, me flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance